This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3809, for Thursday, the 9th of March, 2023. Today's show is entitled, The Abominable Post-Apocalyptic Podcast Player. It is part of the series Arduino and Related Devices. It is hosted by Mechatronic and is about 20 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, build a $3 MP3 player in one hour. Greetings, this is Mechatroniac. So, I broke all my slave slabs that I use for podcast listening, and uh, I get all, or most of my energy from solar, so I can't be just listening to podcasts on a laptop, and plus it's not very portable. So, I wanted a podcast player that's portable, and uh, so I ended up creating an abomination. I wasn't happy with the look of it for quite some time, and I'm still not, but I use it all the time, every day, most of the day, most of the night. So there's something to say for this design, I guess. Um, It's also a feature, you know, because it looks like garbage, so it'll be... uh, That'll be a useful feature for post-apocalyptic robots when the townies get tired of the robots stealing all their solar panels and plugging into their outlets and stealing their power and stuff. The robots might get persecuted and have to disguise themselves as trash. So, um, speaking of trash, uh, there's only two components that you should need to buy, maybe three, um, and I'll put the links up to AliExpress. Uh, there's the 18650 charger, um, which you can use to charge an 18650 cell. So you might need to buy a cell, but I got all mine for free. I've got about a hundred of them stockpiled and you can find them in things like uh, laptop, old laptop batteries, power tool batteries that are lithium ion. Be extremely careful taking them apart. Uh, wear gloves, use pliers. Um, the most dangerous thing about batteries I've found is the uh, the risk of getting cut on those inter- those internal conductors in the batteries between the cells because they just use these pieces of metal and when you take them cut them off they're extremely sharp so um so that's that uh, and and mp3 decoder this mp3 decoder is based on the gpd 2846a chip and uh, we're going to look at the database for that and look at some uh, very ripe hacking opportunities, like unexplored hacking opportunities in this thing. <clears throat> but for now, we're just going to wire it up for the functions that are on it. So on this uh, the MP3 decoder board, you see the uh, you see the SD card to the left of it. There's an SD card in it. It's colored red and gray. It's just barely sticking out. And uh, it has uh, three sets of pads that go to ground and uh, one s- set of functions for each pad. So um, you're meant to put a switch across these two pads. Um, you can't see them in the diagram. I mean, you can't see them in the picture here because they're obscured by my soldering job. I've actually got six wires uh, connected there for the three momentary switches that are on top of it. 
But if you look at the AliExpress link, you can see a clean version of this and look at the pads. So these pads are active low, meaning uh, the uh, switch shorts them to ground, um, which means you can control them from Arduino, which I did with my uh, other robot project, the Herald robot project. Go to bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash Mechatroniac to see that in action. Um, if you've listened to my previous podcast and where I've uh, encouraged you to get Arduinos and you haven't, you're not too bright because they cost about twice as much now, but they're still very much worth it. So I put a link into a... Uh, a I put a link to uh, to an AliExpress page with a uh, a sensor kit that comes with Arduino and and a bunch of sensors. I think it cost about fifty bucks. Could have had it for about thirty or something a year or so ago, <laughs> but it's very much worth it still anyway. And that has things like the ultrasonic sensor and the uh, the infrared uh, sensor, which would enable you to do as I did and make uh, the MP3 player attached to your robot be controllable by a TV remote. So, but uh, I wanted to leave that alone, and so I had this other unit uh, in my box. So the the one that I've got in my robot actually has four functions, and it, it's a little bit fancier, a little bit more expensive. This one's like a, about a dollar cheaper. It's like a couple of bucks, just extremely inexpensive very good very good deal best price um but the other one had four buttons on it it had a, a jack for headphones uh and also usb input um so this one just has the sd card although this chip has the usb capabilities as well but we'll get into that a bit later so uh the the wiring is pretty straightforward uh there's three momentary switches uh all of this stuff other than the two boards like i got post-apocalyptic style <laughs> and if you're like me you got stuff like this post-apocalyptic oh. these uh chargers they they come in strips of five so you break them off one at a time as you need them and they have a micro usb input so you just plug in a micro usb when you want to charge it up um you can just treat this as a black box for all purposes there's only two sets of leads going out because the input is the usb that's the power and then uh, the b plus and b minus guess where those go straight to your 18650 cell or any other uh, nominal 3.7 volt lithium ion uh, cell you, know, you can use those gel packs as well and the output so and the output goes to the uh of the positive goes to the positive end and the negative goes to the ground on the mp3 player you can't see it because it's a little bit obscured by the wires you can sort of see it um, and speakers sp minus sp plus that's uh, self-explanatory as well so um for these momentary switches i bought these led lights they're on sale for like 50, a string of 50 lights for three bucks or something i bought a bunch of those and uh, each of them had this momentary switch with a little cell battery in it so you could test the lights in the store. And that's that's it. <laughs> that's the end of the use for it because you're supposed to put batteries in. But I modified them to use uh, 
USB uh, power packs. But anyway, uh, those momentary switches, I took the that, the little cells out and uh, connected them up, and I'm using them as momentary switches. So those those are supposed to be thrown away, <laughs> but uh, I'm using them. Okay, so uh, yeah, I can't believe that's that's all the uh, that's all the wiring. Pretty straightforward. Um, so the build itself, I happened to find this jar. Um, there's a high resolution for you can see what kind of jar it is, uh, 3.5 gram size, and it just happens to be the perfect dimensions as a, a speaker box for this like two inch speaker that I found. So. Um, so the reason it's so awkward looking and <laughs> kind of like a modern art looking is, uh, the speaker magnet is pretty big and the 18650 cell is so long and ungainly. I had to put it under this big black lid, some, some jar, uh, um, jam lid or something like that. But the 18650 cell just fits right in there and I've, I've got the wires from B plus and B minus soldered directly uh, to the 18650 cell. Uh, so the note about safety and soldering, um, Ken had a concern my last video about taking apart the batteries and, and uh, making, I think it was the one about my uh, battery pack uh, and soldering onto cells for that. I found that, the like I said again, the, the most danger is going to be in taking them apart. Number one, um, secondary danger is burning your house down <laughs> if you puncture one. Um, but they smell really terrible, so you'd probably be able to throw it out if you have a pair of pliers and take it outside. You know, they, they will alert you. <laughs> but uh, they have uh, the eighteen six fifty cells have a safety mechanism um, where before it'll blow, it's it's got a a mechanism where it'll release the pressure. So they've, they've got that safety built in, but I've never activated it. And, um, I don't know. You'd probably have to try pretty hard to, to make it explode from heat. Just That's just from my experience. Obviously, if you are soldering, you want to use, you know, take as little time as possible. Maybe if it's hard to solder on, like s some surfaces seem solder phobic almost. Uh, I know for a fact some are really hard to solder to. So if it is, try sandpaper or something. Um, there's tutorials on YouTube, people using spot welders made out of batteries. So that would be one way to go. But I, I find solder is quite adequate. Um, if, you, if you're really uh, phobic about soldering onto a cell, um, you can use one of those uh, elastic bands from a broccoli. I don't know, in Canada, we have these these broccoli holder elastic bands. But you can, you can strip the wires and just put the band over the cell and just tuck those wires in appropriately per polarity and just go with that. I'm actually doing that with uh, one of my uh, solar powered chargers because <laughs> I can't find my uh, my little uh, cell holder. You can also order the cell holders as well if you're ordering an 18650 and you want it to be neat. You can get a cell holder that you can just clip in as well. But anyway, the cell is just hidden right under the big black lid. And yeah, like I said, these 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 wires go down from the from the switch pads 
where they don't have to. They could have just gone up. But I was going to have the switches be at the bottom and have them just kind of have the the player just kind of stand on the switches, but they're kind of hard to align properly because the bottom of the thing isn't perfect. So I just ended up putting them on top. <laughs> and I was too lazy to do the resoldering again, so I just got them got the wires coming back up from the top but hopefully you can make yours look more elegant or not the anti-aesthetics is a feature after all robots might have to hide so i think that's it yeah so yeah you probably make it smaller if you use a different type of cell and smaller switches and you know put the cell inside the container bonus points if you put your stash in there too and have it removable but this works the the first time i used one of these for the robot, I bought a amplifier module as well because I thought, oh, it's going to have a really weak output, right? Maybe for headphones at the most. But I was surprised that these things actually crank pretty good for their size. Got a little op amp on there and must be pretty efficient because they never get hot or even warm. So... So it gets pretty loud. Did I just psych you out? Did you think the show was ending? <laughs> so, uh, it was pretty hard to track down the data sheets, but I got some. There's one in Chinese that has diagrams of applications, and there's one in English, which doesn't have the diagrams, but it's in English. So, uh, there's quite a lot of features that you can unlock with different resistances. So, um... I just started looking at this. I just brought this up for the podcast. But if I had looked at it before, I sealed it up, which I used. Oh, by the way, um, I used tape to hold it together. Just put tape. I guess I forgot to mention how I put it together. It's it's just like Gorilla tape and some electrical tape uh, taping down the speaker to the container and then more tape holding the lid. And then hot glue holding the USB charger and the MP3 decoder board. And the lid has cutouts on it that you can see. Um, one diagram, you can see a little uh, little slit cutout for the for the SD card. And the other side, you can you can see it. And it it's got a nice LED when it's charging. It puts out a nice glow when it's charging at night. All right. So looking at the data sheet, it shows it shows up to eight buttons here with various different resistances. So the one board ha that had only three, and the other the other one had four, but it's got up to eight, maybe even more. Um, it's also got line in. Um, this device is it puts out a mixed mono, but uh, if you you can solder lines off. With, with some magnet wire, I guess. Solder uh, right and left off and put that to a, an amplifier if you want stereo out of it. So the the chip itself, the decoder chip, does stereo. It puts out FM clock, whatever that means. Um, it's got some applications where it shows an FM chip. So it supports three different type of FM uh, chips. So I guess you can control the... Uh, what band and what frequency the well yeah it, it's going to be fm band you need to control what frequency the fm is going to be on um so yeah all 
all of the uh, functions are from one pin, pin 8, IOA4, it's labeled, and it says A to D key buttons, but we know it's much more. <laughs> so, uh, key definitions, previous, next, play, pause, volume up, volume plus. Oh, uh, the functions on, on this one are uh, play and pause, um, one button with a short press, it plays the previous MP3. With a longer press, it turns down the volume. And the other button, with a short press, it plays the second or the next MP3. With a long press, it turns up the volume. And that should, that probably conforms. It shows uh, different configurations depending on, like there's a, I guess it's a pull-up resistor that you put from the VC 3.3 volts. Uh, through a 22k resistor onto onto the line off of this pin eight, and then all the resistors come off of that to the separate switches. Um, you'd be best to off looking at the data sheet for that, the Chinese data sheet, and it shows the little uh, diagrams of the switches. It's got an alternate mode as well, and it shows uh, how to hook up the FM receiver chips as well. It says it supports three different type of FM receivers. So, um, so nobody on uh, YouTube has stepped up to, to unlock any of these features on these boards. There's a bunch of videos of people hooking up the boards, but nobody's uh, unlocked all these features. Here, I'll read the features now. Volume scan, scan all FM. So I got through the basic ones there. Scan plus, scan minus, channel plus, channel minus. Skip to the next frequency of saved FM radio. You can save radio stations. Wow. I don't know how you do that. Mode. Mode switching in sequence. SD card, T card, U-disc, FM, line in. Wow. You kind of do a lot with this thing, eh? <laughs> line in. Very interesting. The IC will cut down automatically if the mode is selected, but the expected peripheral is absent. Repeat, just reading the keys again, repeat, in two cycle mode switch, all and single cycle, and EQ, which I managed to get this, uh, I managed to activate uh, the EQ feature in the one on my robot with the resistor, I forget what resistance, yeah, so you could be, you could be one of the, you could be one of the pioneer hackers of this uh, chip, if you unlock these uh, frequencies. Um, thanks for uh, Ken and Dave for uh, making the MP3 links uh, visible on the main page there at HPR. Let's me download easier now that I'm not using a podcast app. It's strange how they make things harder on computer and antenna pod doesn't exist on desktop or laptop, whatever. All right, so yeah, very versatile. Uh, this is just the basic thing. Uh, so I encourage you to get this, get an Arduino, get a kit. Uh, if you just want to make an Arduino that's activate activated by, you know, you could have it activated by PIR or whatever. Have someone walk by and play an MP3. I mean, this and this thing would also be, have some pretty good prank utility as well. You like hide it and and make like a really long MP3 and. and and have like scary sounds, you know, stuff breaking or animals or whatever, um, or make it uh, make it 
remote controllable, like I said. It's not much to spend to it's not much to spend to be able to use these microprocessors and these cool boards and you know, get to know these these little chips by their data sheets and stuff. It's a lot of fun and the more you do the better you get at it. So either way, um you want to go anti-aesthetic or make yours uh, actually elegant, you know, use use some some uh boxes that make sense and don't look like garbage. Either way, it's a feature. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by honesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.